1: Mr. Adams, please.
2: Mr. Adams, one moment, please.
1: Adams speaking. Yes, Mr. Adams. Go ahead, sir. Hello, Mr. Adams. This is John Rodney. Oh, hello, Rodney. Where are you calling from? Terre Haute this time, but I got here too late. Jim Gary worked here all right, but that was three years ago. Oh, too bad. Any idea where he went, though? seems he went on from here to Birmingham. He must have still had the jewels with him. They never turned up here. I'll phone you again from Birmingham. Hello, Mr. Adams. This is Rodney in Birmingham.
3: Oh, yes, Rodney. Any luck?
1: Well, he's not in Birmingham, but he was six months ago. Seems he was mixed up on a shooting here similar to the killing in Omaha six years ago. Another jewel case, eh? No, not this time. No jewels were taken. Well, where to now? Or, or are you giving up? I'm never going to give up, Mr. Adams. I'll find him. But how
3: will you know him when you do? You still have no positive identification.
1: Well, I may get it. I just found out that he had a grandmother in Greensboro. If she's still alive, maybe she can tell me something about him. I'll phone you again from there. Hello, Mr. Adams? Yes? This is Rodney in Greensboro. Oh, hello, Rodney. Did you find Jim Gary's grandmother? Yeah, I found her all right. Good. But she couldn't tell me much about him. She's old, very feeble, practically can't see. I hope you didn't tell her that her grandson is wanted for robbery and murder. No, I couldn't. I said I was an old school friend of his. And we got a break, Mr. Adams. She gave me a picture of him. A picture? That's the one thing we've needed
3: all these years. Good work, Rodney.
1: Thanks, but that isn't all. His grandmother says the last she heard of him, he was in New York. She thinks he's still there. I'm taking a plane out of here this afternoon. I think I'll find him at last, Mr. Adams. It won't be easy, Rodney. New York is a big city. Yeah, but I got Jim Gary's picture now. And I've trailed him for five years without it. If he isn't in New York, I'll find him somewhere else. I'll never give up. And now on to Dick Colmer as Boston Blackie. Enemy to those who make him an enemy. Friend to those who have no friend.
2: Jody, I have to hide behind that newspaper all afternoon. Can't you talk to me a little? I'm lonesome.
4: What do you mean, you're lonesome, Jean? Don't I sit home with you all day?
2: Yeah, with a newspaper in front of your face. That's charming, isn't it? You read all day and you're never home at night.
4: No? Wasn't that too bad? What do we do for money if I stayed home 24 hours a day? Where do you think your clothes come from? The five and ten? The kind of work I do pays good money, and I do a good job, too.
2: All right. Uh, Where was I?
4: Hey. Hey. There's something in the paper here about the job I did night before last.
2: Yes, I know. I saw it. An old man was killed in that fire, Joe.
4: So? Was that my fault?
2: You set the fire.
4: Come here, you. Joe, let go
2: of
4: me. Uh, I ought to do more than slap you. And I will next time you say that out loud.
2: I'm sorry, Joe. I I didn't mean to. You don't
4: mean to do a lot of things.
2: Look, Joe, I don't have to take a beating from you. I know too much about you, who you are and where you're from. Uh, You. Don't you hit me again, Joe, ever. You're a professional firebug and a murderer, and I can prove it, too. I can tell the police all about you and your
4: past. Let me tell you something about your future, baby. You're the only one in the world who knows who I really am, and that's no good. I'd forget it if I were you and quick. Before people forget you ever lived, Baby.
1: Get that alarm box number, will you, Bill? Yeah, sure, Lieutenant. Probably not for us, but you can never tell where that firebug's going to strike next. Uh, It's box 234, Lieutenant, not in our district. Uh, Wonder if the police will ever catch that nut, Lieutenant? I think they will. There's a man killed in that fire night before last. He'll get the guy who set that fire and get him for murder, too. Well, I sure hope to get him soon. Hi. Hey, look who's coming at the firehouse. It's our old friend Blackie. And my friend, Mary Wesley. Hello, there, fool. Hello, Lieutenant. Hello, Lieutenant. Wesley, how are you? It's been so long since you and Blackie have been down here, I was afraid maybe you preferred police headquarters. Oh, Boy. Well, there's more excitement here, but more fun down there when Inspector Faraday starts talking. Hi, Bill. <laughs> Hi, Blackie. Uh, Miss Wesley. Hello, Bill. Yeah, hey, the phone, Bill. Get it, will you? Yeah, sure, Lieutenant. Having a lot of trouble with that firebug, Lieutenant? Yeah, plenty, Blackie. But but the police truck won't truck let him run loose, Watson. No, I hope not. What? Yeah, you bet. Hey, Lieutenant, fire in a room and house at 624 Kenner Street. Big one. Bill, ring the verbal alarm button. So yeah, long, Miss leave. Oh, Come on, Mary. Let's get out of here. So long, Lieutenant. So long, Blackie. Hey, Lieutenant, the alarm was sent in from Box 454. That's in the corner near 624 Kenner Street, all right? Well, let's get out. All right. all right. All right, you guys. Come on, get a move on you fellas. Driver at 624 Kenner Street. Box, outside and stop traffic. Quick. Smith, run on that flashlight. right. Come on, get
2: out! Get out! Blackie, why do we have to stop by your apartment when it would be much more fun going by that fire on Kenner Street?
1: There are three reasons, Mary. It's against the law to follow fire engines. I have to pick up my mail, and we have a theater date in 45 minutes. Oh,
2: but I just love fires.
1: Hey, wait a minute, Mary. You want the firebug they're looking for, are you? Well, uh... <laughs> No, no, it's a second thought. (laughs) You don't look it. Say, what's this on the floor?
4: Looks like a piece of paper.
1: It's not only a piece of paper, it's a note. From the doorman that just went off duty.
4: Harry doesn't trust anyone with messages for you, does
1: he? What's this one about? It doesn't seem to be anything important. Mr. John Rodney was here to see me. He says I can get in touch with him at 624 Kenner Street. Who's John Rodney? I don't know. Never heard of him. There's certainly something familiar about that address. 624 Kenner Street.
2: Blackie, that's where the fire is.
1: That's right, Mary. Huh. There's a fire at 624 Kenner Street, and I get a note to meet a man at that address. The coincidence is a little too much. Too much what? Too much coincidence. And too much to ignore. Come on, Mary, we're going to that fire. But I
4: thought it was against the law.
1: It is, but if the police say anything, we'll tell them that they were there by invitation. <laughs> Here comes the salvage crew, Inspector Faraday. Yeah, a lot of it'll have to salvage, Lieutenant. That house is just about gone. Yeah, I'm afraid it is, Inspector. Probably another arson job, too. I wouldn't doubt it. We've got to get that fire bug and get him fast. Sure wish we could. This is a fifth fire in the last two weeks. And in every one, the building's been almost a total loss. Yeah, and in that fire the night before last, a man died. Any fatalities this time? Oh, not that we know of yet. This was a Roman house. The landlord gave us a list of orders. Yeah. So far, they've all been accounted for, with the exception of... Hey, who's in that car just well, that pulled up? I don't know, but he better get out of here. Hey, you, keep moving. Get that car out of here before... Faraday, at last they've got you directing traffic. Blackie, no, it can't be. Blackie, don't I have enough trouble now? You know that much? No. Now, don't burn up, Faraday. The fire department is busy enough already. Hello there, Lieutenant. Hello, Blackie. Beat it, Blackie. Oh, no, it's Mary and I have an invitation to this fire, and she decided to uh, watch it from the car. Well, you watch it from your car, too. Only park it on the other side of town. Oh, now, Faraday, you wouldn't spoil any fun of mine, would you? I just love fire engines. It's all right with you if I hang around, isn't it, Lieutenant? Yeah, I suppose so. Nothing to see anymore, though, Blackie. We have the fire about under control. Why did you have Faraday here, Lieutenant, just for laughs? You know very well why I'm here, Blackie. There's a firebug loose in this town, and a man was killed in that fire the night before last. But I'm looking for a killer. Who invited you here? Well, Faraday, somebody left me a note telling me to come to this address. Ah, uh, the firebug sent it, I suppose. No, I doubt that. It was from a man named John Rodney. Do you know him? No. Blackie, did you say John Rodney? Yes, he lived here, didn't he? This was a boarding house. A lot of people lived here. And one of them was a John Rodney. I have a list of all the tenants in the building. They're all accounted for except one. And the only one missing is John Rodney. Police department.
2: Let me speak to the officer in charge. Hurry.
1: What do you want to speak to him about, lady?
2: It's important. It's about those fires.
1: Huh? Huh? The one set by the firebug?
2: Yes. Now, may I speak to Just him,
1: a minute, lady. I'll connect you with the head of the homicide department. Inspector Faraday. Yes?
2: Inspector Faraday, this is Jean Marsh. I know who's setting those fires, and I have proof, too.
1: Yeah? How do you know all these things?
2: Well, there isn't time to tell you. Come to 1414 Well Road, and I'll... Oh. you will what? Well, I... I'll explain all about it. You see, it's not as simple as you think.
1: Look. You know who
2: the Firebug is, or don't you? Yes, I. I mean, no, not exactly. I'm not sure. I'll have to think it over a little more. Goodbye.
4: Hello, Jean.
2: Hello, Joe. I didn't hear you come in.
4: I know you didn't.
2: You. You've been here long? Long enough. Joe, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're
4: sorry. So am I. I'm sorry you got something to be sorry about. You were calling the cops about me, weren't you? Yes, but I just... I heard what you told them. And believe me, you're going to be plenty sorry I did, baby. (laughs) Baby.
1: And now, back to Boston Blackie. John Rodney, insurance investigator, uncovers a picture of fugitive Jim Gary and feels that his five-year search for the culprit is nearing an end. On his arrival in New York, he takes a room at 624 Kenner Street, then sends a note to Boston Blackie to meet him at that address. A firebug is loose in the city, however, and by the time Blackie gets to 624 Kenner Street, the rooming house is in flames, and Rodney is missing. It is the next morning now, and as we return to our story, the missing Rodney is phoning his own office. Hello, Mr. Adams. Yes, this is Adams. This is Rodney, Mr. Adams, reporting from New York.
3: Oh, yes, Rodney. How are things going? Any trace of Jim Gary?
1: Well, not exactly. I, uh... I want to report that I've been burned out of my room at 624 Kenner Street. Burned out? Yeah, last night the whole house went up in flames. Oh, oh I'm okay. Only I, I got a tough break about Gary's picture. What do you mean? What's happened to the picture? Well, it was lost in the fire. What? Definitely lost. My papers and extra clothing along with it. Hmm. Well, better send me a report on the fire in as much detail as you can. We'll want it for the files. Well, as a matter of fact, I've just finished typing it up. I'll mail it to you this afternoon. Good. Well, keep me posted, Rodney. And don't worry, Mr. Adams, picture or no picture, I'll get Jim Gary. Well, good luck to you, Rodney. Thanks, Mr. Adams. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yes? I'm Boston Blackie. You sent for me, Mr. Rodney? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did, but that was yesterday. I know, but there was a fire at your address last night, and you weren't at home, and it's taken me until now to find you. Well, glad that you did. I was just about to call you. Oh, then you still want to see me, huh? Well, I just wanted to explain that note of last night. You see, I, I did have a reason to talk to you then. I had a photograph I wanted to show you. A photograph? Well, why did you want to show it to me? Well, I understand you know almost everybody in this town, and I I had a picture of a fellow, Jim Gary, wanted in Omaha for murder and robbery six years ago. But why can't you show me the picture now? It <laughs> was lost in the fire last night. Oh, gee, that's too bad. You don't know how bad. It was my only clue to his identity. The only picture, too. Don't the police have his fingerprints? No. And I'm not working with the police. I'm, I'm with the National Insurance Company. Oh. The police gave up the murder trail five years ago, but the jewels Gary stole have never shown up. I see. You think he stashed them somewhere? Yeah, we're sure that he has. And we're trying to recover them for the claim we paid on them. And you've been trying for five years? Ever since I've been with the company. And just when I might have been near him, that firebug sets my rooming house ablaze. What a break. What makes you think the firebug set that fire? Well, the police think it was the work of a firebug. Don't you? Mm, Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe it was Jim Gary. Uh, Hey. Hey, it could be, yeah. I got to town only yesterday, but I, I did ask a few questions around. Say, maybe one of Gary's cronies got to him and told him I was here with a picture. And he set fire to your rooming house to destroy the picture. It's very simple. Yeah, you're right, Blackie. I'd better put that in the report I'm making to my company. I want them to be as convinced as I am that I'm close to Gary now. I don't want them to tell me to quit after five years. You're not blaming the firebug in your report, then, but Jim Gary. Yeah. Would you like to see my report? Yes, it would. There it is. Thanks. Uh-huh. Fire of obvious incendiary origin. Small frame house went fast. uh uh-huh. Fire started in second-floor corridor just outside Northwest Rome. Papers carrying stories of firebug at work city. You're going to add the part about Gary, huh? Yes, I am. Well, still going to be a tough job finding Jim Gary, whatever he calls himself now. This is a big city. I know that, Blackie. But I spent five years tracing that guy, and now I'm positive I've caught up with him. And I'm not leaving here either until he leaves with me.
2: What are you doing? Something wrong with your gun?
4: No, no, there's nothing wrong with it. It works. I just want to be sure everything's okay when my car gets here.
2: Joe, couldn't talk... Relax,
4: baby. Relax. Like I've been telling you, I heard what you told the cops on the phone. I just can't take any more chances with you. So when the car comes, we'll take a ride in the country.
2: Joe, you really mean it? You're really going to do this to me? Sorry, baby, but I
4: have to. I just can't trust you anymore. There's the car now. Come on, get your hat on. All right. We're in a cute one, huh?
2: Do you mind?
4: I wish you wouldn't. You look too pretty in it. Well, then
2: maybe... It's not going to
4: make any difference. Come on, I'll get your coat on and hurry.
2: I'm hurrying as fast as I can. Oh,
4: yeah? You're taking your own sweet time.
2: Wouldn't you in a spot like this?
4: No, I wouldn't. And I wouldn't take it as calm as you either. You sure are taking this calm. Yeah, I've got to give you credit, baby. You really don't seem scared. I'm not. No? See this gun? Uh-huh. One wacky move and I'll let you have it here and we'll forget about the ride. Come on, you got your coat on. Let's go. And take that pocketbook of yours with you. I don't want it around here. Joe, Come please. on, quit stalling. Mm-hmm.
2: Joe, you are serious. You are going to kill me.
4: You were serious when you called the cops. Come on, let's get it over with.
2: Sure, Joe. We'll get it over with right now,
4: what do you mean? We'll get it over with Jean, <laughs> oh. Oh, baby that, that wasn't right. That's not the way I planned it. <laughs> Which
2: get the gun from my pocketbook, the one you made me pick up. Uh.
1: Open up. Open up in there. This is Inspector Faraday. Just a moment. What's going on in here?
2: Oh, you got here a little too late, Inspector. There's your firebug lying on the floor. I think he's dead.
1: You shot him, huh?
2: With this gun. Here, take it. Okay. And take me with it. I was afraid of him, but I'm not afraid of what you'll do to me. You see, I killed him... In Self-Defense.
1: Blackie, this is Jean Marsh. How do you do, do, Miss Marsh? She just shot and killed a man she claims is the firebug. How do you know he was the firebug, Miss Marsh?
2: First, because he told me so, Blackie. But I knew it before he told me. I heard him talking on the phone, arranging to set the fires.
1: On the phone with whom?
2: The people who owned the buildings. They wanted the insurance money for their properties they paid him well.
1: Uh, name the fires your husband set, Mrs. Marsh. Well, I... Uh, you were the firebug's wife?
2: Yes. Oh. I'd be his late wife if I hadn't had a gun in my purse.
1: Yes, yes. We know all about that, Mrs. Marsh. Your self-defense plea will hold up. We found your husband with a gun still in his hand. Now, tell us what fires your husband set.
2: The one on Oak Street last week, that office building.
1: Uh-huh.
2: That abandoned hotel two nights later.
1: Yeah.
2: That garage on Sunday...
1: Uh, what about the one a couple of nights ago where that man was killed? Yeah,
2: he set that one, too. He even bragged about what a good job it uh, was. Mrs.
1: Marsh, if you knew your husband was setting these fires last week, why did you wait until today to phone the police?
2: Well, he'd never killed anyone in a fire until the last one. began to work on me, my husband, a murderer. I couldn't let him go on and maybe kill someone else.
1: But you did let him set that fire at 624 Kenner Street last night.
2: No, he didn't set that one. How do you know? Well, he wasn't working last night. He always told me when he did a job.
1: Your husband didn't set that fire on Kenner Street last night? That's what she said, Faraday. Well, if he didn't, who did? I know who did. Jim Gary. Jim Gary? Who's he? A man wanted for murder and robbery in Omaha six years ago, being sought by John Rodney, an insurance investigator. The same John Rodney who had a room at Kenner Street? Mm-hmm. You know where he is now, don't you? Sure. We found him in a hotel this morning. So this Gary set fire to that house on Kenner Street. Why? To destroy the only picture of Jim Gary in existence. Rodney had it in his room on Kenneth Street, and Gary knew it. Mrs. Marsh, your husband's real name wasn't Gary, was it?
2: No, Blackie. Marsh was his real name. Are you sure? Yes, I've known Joe since he was 16. We went to school together right here in the city. Joe never even been in Omaha.
1: Hmm, it's too bad. For a minute, I thought I'd found Rodney's Jim Gary for him. I don't know anyone in this town named Gary, or anyone in town wanted in Omaha for anything. You wouldn't. But Gary's here, I'm positive and so is Rodney. Now, if you just... Wait a minute. Yeah? Inspector Faraday. Yes? This is Lieutenant Barnes of the fire department. Oh, yes. You asked for a report on that fire on Kenner Street. Well, the building just cooled down enough for us to make an investigation.
4: Good. Did you find anything?
1: Nothing we didn't suspect in the first place. It was incendiary, all right. Started in the hallway in the second floor. No trace of who started it, though. Okay, Chief. I've got some news for you, but I'll call you back. Uh, thanks for the report. No trouble. Bye. Bye. Well, Blanky, the fire department finally got into that house on Kenner Street, and found out it was arson. Yes, I heard the conversation. Well, guess Rodney was right in his report. See you later. Uh, hey, Blanky, where are you going? Well, all of a sudden, I know exactly where to find the man Rodney is looking for. <laughs> Blackie, come in. Thanks. What are you all smiling about? <laughs> I have some good news for you, Rodney. Oh, you have? Oh, about Jim Gary? I think so. Well, it's nice to get some encouragement. Inspector Faraday down at headquarters says I'll never find Gary, even if I look for him another five years. Faraday's been wrong about a lot of things, a lot of times. Well, I know he's wrong about this. Oh, maybe I am sort of temporarily stopped by the loss of that picture in the fire last night, but I'll find Gary just the same. Because I'm never going to stop looking for him. I know you're not, Rodney. And I'm going to help you find him, too. Oh, thanks. I'd appreciate that. But maybe you'll run out of patience, Blackie. I may be looking for him for a long time. You don't have to look for him, Rodney, because you're the man you're looking for. You're Jim Gary. Surprised? Yeah. Do you know how I know you're Jim Gary? Do you know I am? Yes. Now I'll tell you how I know. That report on the fire you sent to your company... you revealed the origin of the fire in that report. Yeah, I did. Too bad you did, Rodney. Or maybe I should start calling you Gary now. Because you filed your report this morning... and it wasn't until this afternoon... the building cooled off enough for the fire department to go into it. Oh, I see. No, I see. You had no way of knowing where that fire started... unless you started it yourself. And I know why you started it yourself. To destroy the last bit of evidence... That you were Jim Gary, the man you've been looking for. You're very clever, Blackie. I want to congratulate you. And I want to warn you, Gary, don't reach for anything, a gun, a knife, or anything to throw at me. This gun of mine throws bullets awful fast. Really? Yes. Just don't try anything. No, I'm not going to try anything, Blackie. But I don't think I'm going anywhere with you. Oh, yes, you are. Come on. Oh, no, Blackie. I don't think so. You're right about everything but one. I'm not coming with you. Oh, but you are. Oh, Blackie, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but... uh, I've taken... Poison... Gary. Gary! What a guy he must have been. He just couldn't stand being himself. My name is Adams. I'm with the National Insurance Company. Oh, yes, Adams. I think your man Rodney mentioned you a couple of times. You were his boss, I think. Yes, I'm the one who gave him his job with the company. He was a clever man, Blackie. Yes, he was. Getting a job, looking for himself, was a swell idea. He was clever and he was patient. He waited almost a year and proved himself to be a good investigator before he asked to be put on the Jim Gary case. And he seemed to be so resourceful that we put him on that one case exclusively. Getting that photograph of himself from his grandmother was certainly a stroke of genius. That was the last possible clue to his real identity. He didn't destroy it then because he was afraid his grandmother might report that she'd given him the picture. Yes, that's right. Were you suspicious when he reported that the picture had been lost in the fire? Not a bit. I trusted the man implicitly. That man was a marvel, Blackie. Yes, he was brilliant, all right. But like all men whose minds are twisted, Jim Garry couldn't take it when things were turned against him. <laughs>